everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I am your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm joined, as we will be joined at the first week of every month, with Brian Nyson. What's going on, man? Welcome, welcome back. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, first every month, I got you. I like that. That's, <laughs> I like that. I like something consistent in my life. Uh, <laughs> some notes up top. Apologies, everyone, for missing an episode last week, and apologies for my phone going off right now. <laughs> I had to call my father back. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was dead sick last week, and I was just coughing for two days straight and didn't get out of bed for two days straight. So Glad you're better, mate. Couldn't pull it off. And I'm sorry, Jordan Monroe, because you were supposed to be my guest, and I just didn't contact you. <laughs> but I didn't contact anyone. It was just not good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I haven't been sick in, like, I don't know, I feel like two or three years, and it was just kicked my ass. You know how they say, like, men get sickness is the worst? I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that stereotypical mean, like, nothing's worse than a man with a cold. And <laughs> I felt just like that, because all I had was a cold and a cough, and I didn't get out of bed. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I haven't gotten sick in a while, and I've been really nervous, because everybody's been getting sick lately. Well, too bad you walked into the split six Ooh. studio. Sick. Hey. <laughs> um so how was your week everything good yeah yeah pretty good week uh yeah you yeah. coming up to play some uh harry potter trivia tonight i don't know much about harry potter but i love being around y'all so <laughs> sure <laughs> like i straight yeah i when you told me that i was like damn dude like i've only seen the first two or three what is up with you people never read the books kim kim said she's gonna loan me the books oh, that's good so i hear they're easy to read but they were considering i didn't like sixth grade <laughs> they were. i was reading lord of the rings back then i was because those movies came out maybe, and, I was, maybe, maybe. and i was way more into it man it was cooler yeah i haven't read lord of the rings like i'm still sick i can't talk i've done a podcast in a week i don't know how to enunciate well fuck me what are we drinking <laughs> shiner wicked ram ipa that's right. I've never had a, a Shiner beer, I don't think. Established in Shiner, Texas. Oh. 1909? Red State beer. Is that like when the brewery was established or the city? That's when this beer was brewed. This is, <laughs> this is an old one. <laughs> <laughs> it is 6% by volume and 55 IBUs. Will it be anything like Ooh, here's their description. Over the past 100 years, our brewers have certainly <sighs> engaged in their fair share of mischief. This beer, however, our first Indian pale ale, has taken a dose of wickedness to brew, starting with a two-row caramel wheat malts, which provide a bright copper color and fuller body. We then add crystal and bravo hops for the aroma. I thought it was just going to be crystal. We then add crystal <laughs> for uh, aroma and a classic IPA bite. All right, let's just try this out. All right. Cheers. I've been drinking mostly out of cans, so it took me a minute to actually get that <laughs> This does not taste like a two-hearted. No, not at all. That's like, there's no bitterness to it at all, actually. This is this is their first IPA, and I think you got to try a little bit harder. Um, it's really, it's smooth. So yeah. I, like, I think... It doesn't people... got that, you know, that kick I need. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's but good. beer is beer. I like, I like that. That's actually nice. It's not, I think if you're looking to get into IPAs... Maybe. Yeah, this is a light one, it's, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's got a really small, bitter kick at the end, but 
Nice and light. There you go, Texas. Well, y'all know how to do it down there now, don't you? And uh, it looks like a green label with a hop with uh, horns, you know. Most... All beers are trying to be happy. Picture of a hop doing something weird. It says on the bottle neck, "This ram will let you grab one by the horns." Yep. Is this, isn't this like a Dodge truck or something? <laughs> the fuck does that <laughs> mean? It's the same marketing campaign as Dodge Ram. <laughs> Damn, I like a car company that's teaming up with a beer. Yeah. Just yeah, drink this and get behind the wheel, eh? Then <laughs> really grab life by the horns. <laughs> Jesus Just Christ. Double fist grab life by the horns. Grab a Dodge Ram and a Shiner's Wicked Ram IPA. Though we don't condone drinking and driving. We, we don't. <laughs> beer number 1. Sport. All right, on to the first beer of the night. The yeah. sports topic. Let's get on to it. So, while I was gone, the Lions franchise-tagged Ezekiel Anza, our defensive end, straight out of, was it Ghana? Is that where he's from? He's only, he hasn't even been playing football that long, has he? No, no. Yeah. He's a good guy, though, when yeah. he's healthy. He's probably <laughs> our, our best lineman, for sure, on the defense. Yeah. And the franchise tag gives us him for at least another year without having to commit to a long-term term contract because he hasn't necessarily performed yeah. as well as he will get paid on the open market. Who else? How many times can you use a franchise tag? As many as you want. Like like once a year? Well, oh, so you only get one. Yeah, once a year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like you can, like, so you, next year if you franchise Anza, like first year it's like top 5% of the defensive ends he makes, like an average of what the top five get paid. Okay. And then next year, like, doubles or something so it's something absurd yeah like that's what the redskins were doing with kirk cousins this year and he's no longer getting tagged he's nope. gonna become a free agent kirk cousins is gonna be a free agent damn but i heard new york right i don't know we'll talk about that in a second okay um but as for anza i think good move by the lions yeah for sure could i mean because we have what else, who else we have on the defensive line right now? We who even, else are you going to franchise tag if you if you can use it? Like who mm-hmm. else are you going to use it on? And the cap went up, and we have a pretty big cap room, so yeah. uh, I think it's a great move. Because I don't want to sign him to a long term deal right now, yeah. not knowing because he can't really stay healthy. It's tough, and he's good when he is healthy. And it's, it's not even like he's missed that many games. It's just he's been hindered on so many games that he hasn't performed well. I mean, it's understandable too because football what guy is playing every single game right except for matt yeah. stafford right and Eli i mean Manning, like cor- unless he gets benched. yeah cor- quarterbacks are kind of the only dudes who are playing like every game not that fucking porcelain doll aaron Rodgers. <laughs> glass bones paper skin aaron Rodgers. <laughs> fucking cheese head uh, so as you were saying kirk cousins he is not getting franchised for the third time which is would have been absurd that would have been ridiculous i just because the earlier in the offseason which is the first time i've ever seen a trade like this happen but the redskins traded for alex smith so but dumb trade because <coughs> i don't know why you want alex smith he's just like a little bit better than Kirk cousins yeah i mean i've i've never like not liked alex smith like mm-hmm. back when he was in san francisco and then kaepernick up you know, got him out of there, and yeah. he's pretty good. In I would KC. rather have Colin Kaepernick than Alex Smith. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's absurd that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing about it, it's absurd that the Redskins are still called the Redskins. But hey, we'll yeah, save that for another true. day. It's true. Um, so, Kirk Cousins, where does he land? The teams that I've been hearing 
are the top four, I believe, are um, 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 the Vikings. Because they're not... They're not keeping any of those three, I don't think. I th- Bridgewater? May- maybe Bridgewater? I don't know. Yeah, they're, I feel like they're keeping Teddy. They're not ta- They're not keeping uh, Keenum. Which is good, because Case Keenum t- doesn't deserve to start. <laughs> Neither does Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, either. Uh, maybe, all right, fine. Maybe he, can, he can start, but he's not going to win you anything. So... Uh, you like that? <laughs> I wish we had that clip just playing right now. He only like, threw like four picks before that, and then came back because somebody dr- like dropped a clear interception, and he would have been benched. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's just such an overrated quarterback. I don't know why people like him. Sparty on man. Hey, I'm a Spartans fan. I consider myself one, but I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. I don't really know why. I just think he's garbage. But uh, so Minnesota, <laughs> Arizona um, Cardinals, another option. Jets. Uh, the Jets, I guess. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't do that if I'm the Jets. I'm drafting with somebody if I'm the Jets. Um, and Cleveland. I guess I've heard Cleveland too. Uh, I don't know if he would go there. If they get Saquon Barkley, I might. You know. Are they going to trade that draft pick though? I don't know. And the other team is the Broncos, which probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Because yeah. the Broncos are the closest to winning. They're and they a quarterback like Kirk Cousins could go there and win. The Broncos are the Vikings, I guess. I would just sense. look at it like if I was Kirk Cousins at this point, just be like, Where do I want to live for the rest of my life? Yeah. Denver, Colorado. I would probably pick <laughs> Denver. Never never been there, but it just seems cool. Hey, it's one of the only places I've been in the last five years. And uh it's great. Yeah, that's what I hear. There Kurt what are you doing? Yeah, we're giving on. you this advice. Like, Go to Denver. No, no one can sign you yet anyway, but what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why aren't you signing? Why aren't you verbally committing? Even though it may hinder your chances at making more money. What are you doing? Seriously, though. <laughs> um, so, in other NFL news, the Steelers franchised Le'Veon Bell today. Is he going to retire? He's <laughs> amidst threats by Le'Veon Bell that he will retire or sit out the entire season. Like, can you get paid if you just sit out the season? Can he still get that money? No. Yeah. No. Well, like, what? He's not gonna. It's a lot of money. He's guaranteed. He will probably do the exact same thing he did this year. He will sit out and threaten to retire the entirety of training camp until the game, game week, and come back and play. Didn't did was it this year he set out four games or was it last year? That was last year, and it was. Not it was for uh, it was smoking, for, yeah, smoking, but yeah, smoking weed or something. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was this year, but yeah, he always threatens to. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to do training camp because he doesn't need to because he's still just as good anyway. Yeah, he's he's crazy. When he was at Michigan State, I never thought he was going to be as good as he is. You know, Michigan State can churn out the superstars, huh? Yeah, Plexco, Burris. <laughs> if you count uh, Kirk Cousins. They have Kirk Cousins, Brian, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer, the Connor Cook. Connor Cook probably sucks, but and that's about it. Um, nah, yeah, I just don't get like why aren't they? Why wouldn't they give him a big deal? Well, the reason you don't give Le'Veon Bell a great deal is because running backs break down fast in the NFL, and paying him that much kind of straps your team up that's just trash for anybody who's trying to be a running back in the nfl then. yeah right. it's like a position where you're not really guaranteed well, you're especially gonna make money. it's because it seems like every year the running backs coming out of the draft just get better and better like this, so, this year's draft class is supposed to be amazing and even better than last year's and last year's we had leonard Fournette, alvin kamara um dalvin cook kareem hunt like if you can just draft somebody like and that's not even in the first only one that was drafted in the top Top 10 was uh, Fournette. 
Who won the uh, rookie of the year? Or um, between all those, like, like Green Hunt? I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. He... No, I mean, uh, or Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Alvin Kamara is, like, my favorite player. He wears the grills Lions. and the bull ring the entire yeah. game. And he's just... He's just... That dude's gnarly. He's just electrifying with the ball. <laughs> he's so slippery and... Gosh, I wish they would have went to the Super Bowl instead of stupid Eagles, but... Oh, 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 what about... Uh, speaking of Saints, I hear they're uh, going to go after their boy Jimmy Graham because he's not coming back to the, uh, the Seahawks. You know, anything you hear now, it's... Who cares? None of it's going to come true. <laughs> true. Um, true. Uh, I heard the Lions were going to go after Jimmy Graham. That would be cool. That would be cool. Get Blake Griffin on our team. Two Blake Griffins in Detroit. What? They're both ginger oh, and black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I was like, we're going to sign Blake Griffin too? You are yeah. truly obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same guy. He's the new quarterback of the Lions. Dude. <laughs> That'd Yo, be- we should do. We should get sign Jimmy Graham for the Lions and have him play on the Pistons too, because he used to play basketball. That and would be our, cool. our basketball team needs some help. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> like uh, we need Reggie Jackson back, just so we have a fucking point guard who can shoot a three pointer. So sentence to start things off: since and the we- Pistons traded for Blake Griffin, we have the only games we have won. We've won one game. That wasn't against a team that was coming off a of back-to-back. Who was that against? We went like we beat Atlanta once. Actually, I yeah. think they were coming off a of back-to-back. I don't know. I remember we blew out Milwaukee, but they were coming off a hard-fought back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> and we won those first four games. We had them, but we were coming off. They were I all think, coming off back-to-backs. I think the only way we really fucking the only uh, tiebreaker we have right now, only series we've won is against Indiana. I think. Who cares? We're it's it's over. This trade was a disaster. The only way this trade is going to be great, and it could potentially be great, is if we lottery out into the top three pick because that pick's protected. But I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just it's hard to say with when you don't have a full roster. Like, imagine if John Lewis was coming off the bench for Blake Griffin. Like, every time the starters go to the bench. We fall apart. The bench is not good. Like we thought, I thought Jameer Nelson was going to be sick playing for Stan Van again. This dude went to a fucking championship with Stan Van. He had two good years, two years ago in uh, mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah, and we have to sit him for Dwight Bucks, who was in the G League earlier this year. Dwight bikes, bikes, bucks. Yeah, whatever. Like even if Reggie was healthy enough to come off the bench right now, I think that would be huge. Just to like. Yeah, have well, him. Even if we had that, what are we going to accomplish? And the answer is nothing. Well, that's the point. Like at this point, it's just to make sure that. I guess, either you just start tanking now in hopes that you get the top three pick. That's what I want or, them to do. Or, I mean, or don't... just be like, yeah, we got to win some games so they just don't get a lot. Let's get. Out of let's it. get. Let's lose the rest of our games. Maybe we can have a. Be- we have a better shot at getting a top three pick, and. Stan Van Gundy will truly be fired. There's a re- weird report that came out about that, too. Did you see anything like that? No, um, and I really like Stan Van. I was talking to somebody about, like, what if we just kept him as president? Because I think that's hard for a head coach to be the president and the head coach. I, maybe, I think maybe just keep him as a head coach, but don't let him make drafting decisions anymore because yeah. he's – we went over this last time on the I mean, like, the, 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 GM, the GM has big say in it, too. But, dude, the – you you go first because I was gonna say something about what your cousin Jay Remy said. Oh, there was. Did you hear about that? 
No. That Tom Gores and fucking maybe I don't know Dan Gilbert were talking about a LeBron trade because Tom Gores is gonna was gonna sell the Pistons to Dan Gilbert. Yeah, but so that means it would be a lot of like collusion, and the league probably wouldn't allow it. Yeah. So then Tom Gores just bought, just traded for Blake Griffin because Tom Gores is like trying to flip the team. Oh, he's trying to sell it. That's the rumor. he's already gonna make. He's already it's already worth more than he bought it for. for so yeah, I think he needs. He needs to make a playoff appearance with Blake Griffin. Yeah, that's not going to happen this season. Well, no, but like you got next season. Hopefully, Reggie, either you trade. You know, maybe maybe the Pistons. Reggie or. Maybe the lottery will be a conspiracy and they will give it to the Pistons. You know, everyone always thinks the NBA lottery system is rigged. Yeah. Maybe it's the Pistons' turn because we got a new stadium. Tom Gores wants to sell the team. Give us, give us a lottery pick. Yeah, I uh, think. We could be good. If we get the best player coming out of this year's draft, we'll probably be pretty good. Dude, if we get straight Luka, the Slovenian sensation from Real Madrid, I would Is that who's projected to be number one? Either him or DeAndre Atten from Arizona, who got allegedly paid $100,000 to go there, which is so cheap for DeAndre Atten because he's a man amongst boys out there. Yeah. The dude's 19, and he's just... He's like the new Shaquille O'Neal almost. (laughs) Is he a center? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that but like, would not help us. That yeah, well. we don't need him. So it's like Luca's could be point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Hey, I say you still take best available, especially in the NBA. As long if it's a sure hit, you gotta take him. Like Luca trade him. I mean, dude, this this draft class might be better than last year's. Oh, really? Yeah, it's re- it's really good. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> you know, it's. I wish I could say it's an exciting time to be a Pistons fan, but it's not. It's a really lame time to be a Pistons fan and a Red Wings fan and a Tigers fan. I don't know. I just think if – I don't know. Definitely not right now, but next year I think it could be tight because I think I think Tom Gores knows if he wants to sell the team, he has to make one more move. He either – I don't. What else can we do? We have like – Three players to take up so much money. Like, but Blake Griffin's contract is isn't it the biggest in the league? No, Steph Curry's is oh, okay. Well, Blake's is third or fourth. Okay, but um, yeah, it's a it's a huge contract and nobody's gonna take it. Right, like we're stuck. We're with the only it. ones that would. <laughs> yeah, and I think dude, Blake's shot has been off too. So like, he needs to just like all summer just work with Dre, just get it down. But his passing's been great. Yeah, he, he's been. Past like three games, he's limited his passing it to you know. Yeah, he's been limiting his turnovers, but still like those two. I think last game put up twenty six points in the paint. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, you have to average like with those two (laughs) more than twenty six points between them. Any good free agents coming out we could get? I mean, yes and no. It just depends. Like Paul George, no. LeBron, no. Boogie, no. What about what about like a Bradley Beal? I don't think he is. No, and I don't think he wants to leave. No. Washington, no. Cause... Isn't there kind of chaos going on over there? Yeah. It's going to be weird when John Wall comes back. I think John Wall really has to figure out like what to do. Because Thomas Sonoransky, who's been starting at point guard, has just been tearing it up. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, ho- I wish we could just trade Reggie. I wish somebody wanted him, but nobody wants him. Because... Who wants him? He can't ever play. Well, yeah, he has that bad ankle, but then it's like... We could have got Eric Bledsoe for him, but the Suns wanted somebody else to take him because his contract, I think, he doesn't get paid like an absurd amount, but he gets paid. Jamar Reggie or Bledsoe? Reggie Jackson. Okay. Somebody They wanted somebody else to take him because 
Yeah. He's a bad floor leader. Like, he, he played under Westbrook in OKC, so he, like, kind of thinks he is. Yeah, right. Like, you can see he tries to play the same way. <laughs> Just like, that hold... hero ball when you're not yeah. a hero. Russ like, can only... do it because he's Russell Westbrook. Right. Reggie can't. But he does have flashes of brilliance sometimes, and I think he might do well with Blake. Like, that's what Stan Van said. He's like, I think we have a big three. When Reggie comes back, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, Reggie's going to come back, and we're going to win more games than we have been, and it's going to hurt our lottery odds. So I hope that they just shut him down for the rest of the season. They literally, He literally said, Stan Van said, I hope he can practice by March 11th because they go on like a nine-game road stretch. Oh, okay. And they're hoping he can come for that road stretch. but it Didn't we not score a single point in overtime? Yeah, I mean, we we had like two points at the free throw line, and it was against the Magic, the oh, worst gosh. team, the worst team in the East. We were zero for eight from the field. Yeah, it's see, just dark uh, times for Pistons fans. We have a superstar, and we got worse. I just don't understand, like, how though. Um. Well, I think that because we weren't that good before. No, we weren't. We were on like an eight game losing streak. But let me. Would you? Would you rather have kept? Tobias and Bradley and paid one of them big contracts. I would have rather traded away both of them uh, for picks. Like, I don't know what you could have got for, yeah. you probably could have got a first round pick from somebody for Tobias Harris. You'd have to like, maybe. And you probably could maybe. have got, I don't know what you maybe could have got a conditional first round pick or something for Bradley. Cause it, he was expiring. It is just crazy. They're they're uh, the Clippers are going to be on TNT tonight against the Pelicans. That's a huge game because the West is so crazy. Are the Clippers still in the West? Yeah, like, they're they're the thirty four and twenty eight right now. Okay, wow. so they're like they're uh, yeah, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> like they made the right trade. <laughs> but yeah, even their bench is great. Like they like Lou Will still coming off the bench, averaging like twenty four points a game, still doing yeah, good. They're about to. Turn I mean, Blake Griffin into Tobias Harris. I don't. I'm, I don't know if Brad uh, Avery Bradley will stay there, but Tobias Harris in a top ten pick probably. Pro yeah, but like I think Avery Bradley's been hurt for a minute. Oh, but, okay, but um, I mean even Boban when he gets a chance, yeah, like he played Boban like 50, 15 minutes and he had like eleven points and ten boards. Mm-hmm. But uh, Clippers are in ninth right now at thirty four and twenty eight, and Pelicans are in fourth. At thirty six and twenty six. Oh wow, that's, that's wide open. That's how close. Like Denver's an eighth at thirty five and twenty eight. So it's like half games and all. It's the Western Conference playoff race is so insane. Yeah, it sucks that there's only two teams that have a chance to win it. But <laughs> you're crazy, man. <laughs> I'm serious, I mean, dude. Rockets or Golden State? I'm sure you'll pick Rockets, but who else has dude. a chance? Um, the NBA. I really want to say predetermined. I really want to say like Minnesota, but that that's all if Jimmy Butler comes back. Yeah, is he out for? He might be back for playoffs. Okay, like they look so good. Like once They're they finally team. got their yeah, once they got that defense down and all that. San Antonio, fuck man, I don't know what's going on with them. They barely won against Mavericks. Oh yeah. Two points. Mavericks who are openly trying to tank and Mark Cuban was fined for that, which is a stupid reason to find somebody. Yeah. All Adam Silver's saying is just be quiet about it. Everybody's tanking. (laughs) But, like, that's – did you hear they're, they're like, going to try to get in with high school basketball, the NBA, to try to get – if, like, kids don't want to go to high school 
or go to college, okay, then they can say, go to. Kids should probably go to yeah. high school. <laughs> if if they don't want to go play in college, they they're gonna try set something up where they can go straight to the G League. Yeah, this get is a, gonna get a salary and because then, of all this NCAA stuff coming out, it's, yeah. it's really gonna hurt uh, college basketball because you know it's kind of a dumb rule that if you declare for the NBA draft after a year and you don't get drafted, you can't go back. That's what Steve Kerr, coach of the Warriors, just said today. He said uh, if a kid goes undrafted, he should be able to go back to school. Yeah, for sure. Why not? That's yeah. It's a ridiculous rule, to be honest. I don't. It, it benefits both parties, so I don't understand why that's a thing. Yeah, and they're trying to they're trying to avoid that by getting win getting rid of the one and done rule. Like that's not kids kids will come out after two years and they can still go on an undrafted. Kids could be four right. year four year players and go undrafted. Right. I mean, just let them let everyone. They should be able to go back to, to playing college. That that does not make any sense. Yeah, but I like how they're trying to get incorporated with high school. So the like if. Like, just imagine going to college, getting into the March Madness, you're a freshman, then you just blow your knee out, and that's it, your career's done, when it's like, damn, I could have went to the G League, got a salary, got health yeah. insurance. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone wants payers to be played, paid, like, in college sports, and they should, because they do enough uh, practice time and whatever, put in enough for it to be, like, a full-time job. But there's just no way to pay them. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. I think the G League's going to grow more, and I think college basketball is going to kind of die down. Yeah. Like, I mean, not, like, immediately, but... I mean, college, March Madness, the tournament, is always going to be a thing because mm. there's so much money on it. But I, I wish mean, it was already Selection Sunday because That's I'm coming up. I know. I, I, not Selection. Is it Selection Sunday? Whatever. It's it might like, be. I think yeah. so. It's like six days away. I'm going to yeah, it's definitely because I'm going to uh, Phoenix next week, um, and Dylan wanted to drive out to like this, not Vegas, but a place like Vegas out there to, so you can go to the sports book to gamble I on games. I think Lamar Odom almost died at one of those places. Maybe <laughs> didn't he die at like a bunny ranch or something? Yeah, or not die. That's not uh, what Dylan's talking about. I hope. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, so I, I do hear Vegas for March Madness is insane. Like yeah, every minute Dylan went last changes. year and he loved it. Yeah. I would love that. It would be fun, but you know, you know, um, <laughs> uh, did you watch the big 10 tournament last weekend? Yeah. Michigan, dude. I don't know what that was. Fucking wild. Michigan won the big 10 tournament for the second year in a row, upsetting Michigan state and Purdue along the way. Dude. Like earlier this year, I was like, damn, Purdue looks like the best team in the country that Isaac Haas, Mm -hmm. he's like a seven foot three Alabama boy, big white guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's a fucking beast out of the paint. Um, But yeah, they just shut, they didn't really shut him down, but they just like, they just played. I didn't watch any defense. of that that Purdue game, but I watched the Michigan Michigan State game, and it just seemed like I saw Miles Bridges have one sick play because I didn't watch the game. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just seemed like they just couldn't stop Michigan. It didn't seem like they were having that big of state wise. Wasn't having that big of a problem scoring. Just they could not stop Michigan from scoring. Do you think? And that it was never that close. They never could make it close at the end. They vaulted to top seven the eight people. Do you think that? Uh... Michigan has a good shot to make a run at the title. I would say, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is just me regurgitating things that I've heard. Yeah. I would say they have a shot at going to the final four. What, what seed have you heard that they're going to get? Like anywhere from four or five to three. 
Okay, yeah. Like I heard State could drop as low as three now. Yeah, I I don't think they'll get one. I I think two or they three. They will not get a one. No. They lost four games, and two of them were to Michigan. Yeah. But I don't I think know. State w- just can't beat Michigan, which is a problem. I st- it's so going to be those games haven't been close. No, for sure. But I still think I wouldn't be surprised if State's higher than Michigan. Oh yeah, like, they, they should have, be. They have bigger wins. And they shit, should be so like, the same or a little better, just because yeah. you know only. Only losing three regular season games is pretty impressive, no matter think, what, no yeah. matter how you look at it. It's like one of them was to Duke. One was, was to like, Duke, yeah, one was, was to Michigan, game. and one was to Ohio State. Yeah. They're a good team, so it's – I don't know, man. I, I love saying Izzo's a tournament coach, but then, you know, they were a two-seed yeah, a couple years ago or last year, <laughs> and they got beat, beat by Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I don't, I don't really buy that. I think just, you know, Michigan State's going through a lot with <sighs> yeah. their whole college – like I think there were fights on their campus last night to protest uh, Richard Spencer, right? Like, I don't know. Like brawls broke out, and then that dude, all, why is that dude coming around? And because he goes everywhere to incite people. Jesus but Christ! That with the whole sexual assault scandal with Larry Nasser and you know ESPN trying to drag them under the mud with not unverified stories against like Tom Izzo and Mark D'Antonio. Dude, they're trying to drag everybody. Like, yeah, the uh, the coach of Arizona. Like I was watching a PPI. Well, he, well, he he did a he did a little weird move where he like pulled himself out of the game. Like after this things came out, kind of made makes him seem guilty. I don't know. Yeah, but then he said like I was watching PTI and Tony Kornheiser just broke down. He's like everything he said. He said I never like there are a lot of rules to like violating uh-huh. the shit. Like if you buy somebody like a player, right? A, buy somebody a dinner. Yeah, it's a violation. Yeah. So he's like I never knowingly violated any NCAA mm. rules. And then Tony Kornheiser said he's like, I, I thought he was going to say he was going to sue over it. Oh, okay. Which is like, <laughs> because, dude, he almost got fired because yeah. these out, and ESPN still says they're true, and he's saying it's not. So it's like... I don't know what, I don't know what's up with ESPN, but it seems like they just they keep putting out these reports that don't have much credibility. It's fucked up. It's weird. I I don't. There are only a few ESPN shows I watch anymore. Right. The only ones I like are Around the Horn and PTI. Yeah. Four <laughs> four thirty and five o'clock. Right. Yeah. And if, <laughs> I'm, if I get home, that's when I'm watching. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Then they they were going through their own financial crisis too. ESPN because they just laid a bunch of people off last year and whatnot. But yeah, it's weird, man. Because we can get we can get sports updates from anywhere now. Right. Like we can I, get a sports updates from the Split Six podcast. What up? <laughs> These are the best ones too. That's right. We talk about Blake Griffin once a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and every other every other week, it's about the Lions solely. <laughs> Which uh, we should loop before this segment is loop loop back around to the NFL draft. Yeah. And talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about this combine that's been going. What on. pick do we have? We have the 21st pick. Okay. Which that's like, you know, that's just like our the, average pick for the past few the years. Epitome of Detroit sports right now. The 21st pick in football is the first team to miss the playoffs, but the, the highest, the highest team that didn't make the playoffs. Damn. It's just it, where all of our sports teams are. Yeah. Are the first team out in the, the worst spot you can be in. But you know, Football's different because it's like you know the draft's way different. Everything's yeah. you know it's lot, like I don't I don't know much about like, like you don't you need said, to have uh, like a super you need a superstar but you just need to be your quarterback in football. In basketball you got to have like five superstars now. <laughs> but anyways, crazy. so 
Saquon Barkley benched more weight than Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns as an offensive lineman, ran faster than Devin Hester, Jesus and Christ. had a higher vertical jump than somebody else. I don't know, somebody else, some other crazy superstar. This guy is looking looking like he's going to turn into a freak. Penn State, right? Penn State, yeah. Should the Cleveland Browns take him? Would that be Yes, a- they should. I think so. Like, I mean, if you're Cleveland, you draft him. Um, you see, if, you might have to trade up to get your quarterback, though. But but they just drafted a quarterback last but they, year, right? So they have the first pick and the fourth pick. Yeah, so they just drafted a quarterback last year, though. The, uh, yeah, the Notre Dame. Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser. Who's going to be first quarterback taken? Either Darnold, Rosen, or Allen. At, uh, Allen from Wyoming and Rosen from UCLA? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I do. I just, I just take one of those three quarterbacks, unless all of them are picked. Before. Well, wait, you'll get one of those three because you're. Got, oh yeah. Yeah, just take one of those three, or if you want to be ballsy and bold, go out there and draft Lamar Jackson. Uh. I don't know. Man, I, think, I don't know. I, think I mean, he's gonna be good. I don't know, man. Like it's he's tough. like a better Michael Vick. Michael Vick was sick back in the day. Michael Vick was sick back in the day. You ever played Madden 04? <laughs> you, you, you can't <laughs> lose with the Falcons in that um, game. It's impossible. We're, we're running out of time, so I do want to mention, what is, is it Saquon Griffin? Saquon Griffin? Yeah, he has one hand. He has one hand. He like had the fastest 40 time as a linebacker. Benched in, in like 20 reps or something. Benched 20, 20 I don't know, some, some good amount with one hand. Uh, it's a really nice story. He's only got a third round grade, and it's solely because he has only one hand. You know? Yeah, but he'll he'll be good, I think. I know. I think you probably can get a steal from him. He was on what UCF. The only thing is, like, you got to ask yourself: Can he wrap up? And like, you know, that's the only where'd he go? UCF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that undefeated team right. too. Like, mm-hmm. they're the like, co national co-national championships. Yeah, co national champs. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, his draft stock should be rising. I think. As for the Lions. Do you want them to draft a running back in the first round? Who's the best available at 21? I mean, it's probably any of the sec anyone else, like probably Chubb, but I think Sony Michelle's higher rated right now. Uh, they were teammates at Al- Al- or Georgia, and then there's Geis from LSU. Those would be the ones that they would take at 21, or they could go defense. Haven't heard of any of those guys. Sony Michelle <laughs> is my. F- early vote for I want them to draft, but they probably should draft a defensive tackle or end. And, you know, let's just build up. I don't know, because we got that defensive-minded coach. Maybe we should just build up the offense. We need a running back. We do need a running back. That's I want very true. Go out there and sign Doug Martin. Beer number two, entertainment. Dude, I just got to say I love this setup. <laughs> I know, isn't it great? Yeah, I just love the the beers in the bucket. Yeah, we got a bucket just, here for just the beers. Just keeping them cold, you know. These these arms are fucking amazing. Thank you, Melissa, for these. Dude, shout out Melissa. Thank you for those mel drops too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, entertainment, right? Did you watch the Oscars? I uh, I watch. I didn't see the the opening. Like I didn't see the opening monologue. I didn't see the supporting actors. Do you know when, who won supporting actors? Uh, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards and um, the mom from I Tanya. Okay. I, I, Allison something. I can't remember her name, but. Uh. Well, yeah. I watched. Yeah. I watched like not the beginning of the Oscars, but you know, like the pre-show stuff. Yeah. I watched five seconds of that. 
dude. And oh my god, I just wanted to kill myself and I turned dude, it off. Dude, I heard like nobody went to Ryan Seacrest. I mean, I I turned it on because uh, his shit, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, because of his like Me Too stuff. Yeah, I turned it on and it's like Michael Strahan for some reason. <laughs> like, why don't what are you doing here? And uh, he the, knows a lot. Of, he watched. <laughs> I know about movies because I watch them. <laughs> and then Michael he, Strahan's a good guy. He throws he, it over to this guy in like like the upper balcony of where the Oscars are being held. <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, yeah, guys, you want to take a selfie? You love taking selfies. <laughs> takes a selfie, and he's like, oh, that looks great. And he shows it to the camera, but it didn't take a picture, and it's just his camera app. So it just like is a mirror image of the camera. It's like, what, <laughs> it's like, the... what is this fake bullshit I'm watching? Then they throw it over to some girl interviewing oprah winfrey or not whoopi goldberg and she's like oh my god whoopi you look fabulous and she's just wearing like this weird green dress and whoopi's like it's got pockets we got pockets in this dress why was whoopi goldberg there i don't know who gets like who gets invited i thought it was just (laughs) everybody who is who worked on the shit that was nominated there were just like random people showing up yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then they throw it back over to Michael Strahan. And he's not ready, and he's just talking to somebody. He's like, "Oh, we're back!" Um, and like, I just turn off. Like, I'm not watching this bullshit. I'm like, watching on. Like, I just like to know who wins, and I don't even know why. Like, watching the acceptance speeches is so awkward when the music starts playing. I'm like, "Oh my god, I gotta yeah. change this." <laughs> Let's watch every acceptance speech that is either a little it, bit politi- politically motivated or the same as everyone else. Dude, it was bad. There was two people accepting. The one person went on for a minute like way too long and Uh then the guy like it was the other guy like had his turn music started playing he goes this is for my dead mother (laughs) and the music (laughs) abruptly stopped (laughs) the giant umbrella just pulled away to pull him off the stage yeah but um there are a lot of a lot of people who won where i was just like all right yeah so they actually like they were favorites and they won like francis mcdermott I was surprised that she won actually like Oh really? Yeah, she was How like was I was reading stuff that said like yo Margot Robbie might win and then um Sally Hawkins. And I saw Shape of Water and I was like I wouldn't be upset if she won cuz she was really good in that. Uh I I don't know. I I, but for, I see... love Frances McDormand yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. she's great. Her her speech was pretty like she was wilding during it. <laughs> she was just like screaming like ah but her like thing of she made yeah, every woman sentiment. who was who was nominated stand up and she's like we have all these ideas and we're gonna get them made give us money pretty much and it was like that's fucking badass yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like saying for things that can make true change like i think she did something for like some kind of uh when you're involved in your contract talks as an actress if you like make it so like the you know the set workers like the everything that goes into make a movie if you have like a clause in it that it has to be pretty even male and female you know yeah like that's where you can invoke real change in the industry rather than yeah you know, i know just, like just speaking about it and wearing a pen yeah doesn't do anything yeah. i know really. a guy like a like robin williams back in the day every movie he worked on he made in his contract that a lot of the set workers or extras were like homeless people so like like gave them jobs hmm. wow robin williams r.i.p Dude, I remember when he died. Never forget that. Day. <laughs> Damn. Um. So, Frances McDormand won Best Actress. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman Best won Best Actor. Dude, which has some issues. Like I regarding to the Me Too movement. Never seen. I I don't know. I don't like. 
I'm not really into like the politically driven movies like The Darkest Hour or The Post, where it's about newspaper movies uh, again, like Spotlight last year or whatever. Wait, isn't it was, isn't or... The Darkest Hour about like Winston Churchill? Isn't but... it about Dunkirk, but like the other side of it? I don't know. Maybe I don't know, man. I just like. I thought it was like a sequel to Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Nolan actually directed it. Yeah. Um, but no, he looked good in it, but it's like, yeah, props to the makeup department. Right. And he's like, Scre-. but you know, he, I don't know, man. Winnable yeah, role. Like, There's no, I don't think there was any male actor. At least, I mean, I didn't see all of them, but. Didn't it, he say. Didn't, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't Gary Oldman say something like, what's wrong with saying that Jews run Hollywood? Something like that. Yeah, it was like, dude, he also, chill like, out. He also, like, beat his wife. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish, I do wish Daniel Day-Lewis won for Phantom Thread. Like, mm. the clip that they showed for it, such a great clip. And he's just, like, sitting there depressed because that entire role, like, ruined his life. Yeah, did it? Yeah, like, that's what I hear. Like, he, like, got kind of, like, you know like he's just really depressed because he is a method actor and he just started yeah. acting like that and he just started being miserable let's stop this method acting bullshit guys. yeah i know we talked about this before but yeah he's just like straight unhappy now you can still do a great job acting without being a method actor and going crazy and either killing yourself or being dicks to everybody i really hope daniel day lewis doesn't kill himself because he's like just such a good, good that was guy. his last role ever right he said he's retiring yes hmm. or is that just the him being in character oh dude i don't know but <laughs> he was great in it uh, I. Everybody was saying that he might be like if Gary Oldman doesn't win, he will, and I was hoping that happened. But um, Timothy Charlemagne from Call Me by Your Name, didn't see that he was nominated. Uh, I want to see that though. There is one like they uh when they showed the previews like for Best Picture and they're going through them all. Uh-huh. Like there's one where uh, I think Army Hammer is the uh, the love interest of Timothy Charlemagne. It's about a gay couple in Italy. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure that was about. But yeah. Gotcha. There's like just one line where he says, call me by your name and I'll call you by mine or something. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what that means, but that's <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> so I would just start calling Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> but uh, also like Suvian Stevens, Detroit boy was uh, nominated for Best Original Song for uh, Call Me By Your Name. He played okay. it at the Oscars, Mystery of Love. And if you've never heard that song, he has two songs in that movie. I've heard them both because I'm a huge Suvian Stevens fan. Like His performance is great. He yeah, played with uh, St. Vincent. You're actually wearing a Suvian Stevens shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just flannel and a backwards hat. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, so... And then there were, oh best screenplay Jordan Peele Jordan Peele yeah uh, get out I was actually like that was besides Suvian Stevens' performance that was the best moment of the Oscars for me they do normally I have heard that like I'll, the Academy Awards are very political and yeah. like the best picture normally does not mean best movie made but best screenplay is like one of the only rewards you can count on to be like actually the best screenplay of the year or best you know yeah because uh call me by your name won best adapted screenplay and get out won best original and jordan peele is the fourth uh black man nominated in the 90 year history of the academy awards that was his first first ever screenplay right first ever movie ever made and he got an oscar 
And I was just like, I was shocked. I didn't know he yeah. was going to win. And I was just so happy for the guy. His speech was. Yeah, I couldn't like, imagine. I, I stopped writing this movie 20 times because I thought nobody would want to see it. Didn't make sense. Mm. And then he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like if somebody's going to give me money, people will see this and the shit will blow up. Right. It's pretty much what he said. And pe- somebody gave him $4 million. That's all it took to make that movie? Yeah. It's like very close to being a no budget movie. Yeah, it made like, $22 million. Something like that. No, two hundred million. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds yeah, low. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, but yeah, that was the best moment I think. Him winning that. Yeah, and then the, the granddaddy of them all, best picture. Who does that go to? Oh, and also best director. Oh, well, let's do best director first. Who, who won that? Guillermo del Toro for uh, The Shape of Water, which nice. is what everybody was saying. I have not seen that. Now I feel obligated to. It I know you talked is, a little bit about this. I think yeah, on the it's good. It's good. No, okay. I've re- I'm just really surprised that Michael Shannon was not nominated for best supporting actor because he's so evil in that movie. And also, okay. that dude watched the Oscars at a dive bar in Chicago, uh-huh. like by himself. Like, there's a photo of him on Twitter right now where he the Oscars are on mute, and it's like the captions like, "Here's Michael Shannon watching the Oscars muted while the jukebox is blaring." Why? What? Yeah, that's so sad. They're saying like that's he just doesn't go out. Like he's he was n- not at any award show this year. I guess. Damn. He just doesn't do that shit. He's a great <laughs> actor too, but yeah, it's a bit weird. Well, um, kind of cool. In best picture goes to The Shape of Water. I'm La La Land. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's <laughs> fucked up. They had the same people present that award. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was like, my mom even said, like, yeah, so Shape of Water won Best Picture. I was like, yeah. She's like, hmm. Because I saw it <laughs> with her, and she didn't really like it. I thought it was well done, but it's like, yeah. It would have been nice to know a backstory about the creature, pretty much of the Black Lagoon, because uh-huh. it looks exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's. Do you think, do you think it's a little problematic that there were no mermaids in attendance? <laughs> <laughs> I uh I saw a tweet though that said like yeah Shape of Water was good but didn't we give Best Picture for realistic or uh, like like they're saying like giving Best Picture to Birdman is the same as giving it to Shape of Water because it's like a real story that has this mysticism to it uh, and I think Birdman's way better than Shape of Water. I gotta see Shape of Water. Um, it's here's here's a true thing. Good, uh, they started but... making dildos based off that. Yeah. I yeah. heard about that. <laughs> the character in Shape of Water, and they sold out, like, immediately. That's weird. But whatever you're into, you know. I know that the guy who played him yeah. is pissed. He's like... Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's not about that. It's it's a love story. And I <laughs> like, think Guillermo del Toro said, that's not how it actually looks. Okay. Like, All right. <laughs> bro, first five minutes in, Sally Hawkins is fucking her own pussy in, the, in, the, in a bathtub. Like, she's... She's getting it on, and I was just very surprised. It's a very sexual oh, yeah, movie. <laughs> it's like Fifty Shades of Grey underwater. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it's good, but I was just like, like I was like, dude, people were saying this was gonna win. It was either that or Three Billboards. Where they were saying they were gonna win. I was like, I just wish Phantom Thread was gonna win. Or I actually thought Get Out might because yeah, that so was like I. the most like. Once I started... Oh, that's probably the most important movie from this year. That's the thing. Like, once I actually... Once the awards were done, I was just like, the only 
important movies were like the dark side of the post but modern day get out like the post mm-hmm. spotlight one and that's like the post and spotlight were both newsroom movies right and then the darkest hour i just i don't know man all that was about was gary oldman and i was just like man phantom thread is the only movie kind of nominated that is just about a made-up story that has n- like no political agenda that takes right. place in the 50s and i'm like that's that's a movie people need to see just because it's going to distract you from <laughs> from all this shit. Yeah, I mean, like, 10 years from now, the movies that we're going to remember the most will probably get out out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, like I'm not going to... I'm just, like, I'm just looking, looking back right now at movies that came out uh, in 2007, 10 years ago. Oh, first one I'm seeing there is No Country for Men and There Will Be Blood. Which one won that year? Do you know? No Country for Men. That one? Daniel Day-Lewis won for There Will Be Blood, but those are two of my favorite movies ever. Like Zodiac's a great one. I still haven't seen you that. Know, honestly, Knocked Up and Juno, those are two movies that... Shout out to Kruk, because he said Zodiac's his favorite movie ever. Yeah, it is good. I've watched it. It's long. It's like too long. But... Eastern Promises, starring Viggo Mortensen was good. 310 to Yuma. Uh, Transformers. Oh, what a dude. legendary series. Michael Clayton. Everybody says that's like low-key the greatest movie of all time that really? nobody's seen. Is that George Clooney in that? Yeah. Yeah, he got nominated mm. for an Oscar, and everybody says it's so good, but I've never seen it. Sweeney Todd, everyone talks about that. That's all right. Uh, the Simpsons movie. Can't forget. Oh, my God. <laughs> I Am Legend, one of but the best no, zombie movies. I agree with you what you mean. Because like, I was thinking about that, Uh, obviously, after the Oscars. It's like, dude, that should have won. Like... Jordan Jordan Peele's speech, like he ended with "Good night." Like it's like he kind of knew he wasn't. Uh-huh. He didn't know he was going to win that Oscar, and he just by saying "Good night," it's like he knows he's not winning another one. So yeah. it's kind of like you know, you know what won I mean, best who picture. Knows? He could he could come back at it. No, he could. Like he probably will win oh, another Oscar oh, in the future. I'm sorry. But like that night, like, like he probably knew that he wasn't going to win best picture, best yeah, director. Yeah. You know, right? And that's what sucks because it's like. No, also, I don't think Get Out probably deserved to win Best Picture. Like, I mean, I, I, I do. Like, it wasn't my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It was probably my second or third. But it, I don't know. I think in 2018, it deserved to win Best Picture. I know, but like in terms of there needs to be like a new, new kind of category because the best like cinematic achievement, the other like Dunkirk was a great cinematic achievement. It just didn't have the the story it I didn't wanted. win best cinematography it did did not it didn't who it did blade runner well, 20 2049 i've seen i did not see that one dude I, I i want to and i keep almost renting it but i haven't seen the first blade runner and do i need to yes so i have to see the first one first yeah dude that's one of the best sci-fi movies ever made too but this one's this one's better okay i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's it's it's beautiful i'll have to watch it. there's a scene where like the the sec the sex scene will blow your mind. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's it's great. It's a great movie, and the dude who won it, Richard, I can't remember his name, but he was nominated for like 14 Academy Awards before then. He's an old like great cinematographer, and he finally won. It. It's like yes, justice. Is yeah, fine. there you go. But yeah, man. I mean, award shows do kind of suck, <laughs> don't yeah, they? I mean. It's, it's... <laughs> ranking art is stupid and you know it's it's kind of all a really personal thing to yourself yeah and who said uh i think it was sam rockwell said at um 
maybe it wasn't. I know somebody said this, but I want to say it was Sam Rockwell and like Conan or something and said like, yeah, if we're really gonna, it, Oscars are a competition, but it should be like everybody plays the same role and who did who did it best. That's that's like what they rank it on. Yeah, but it's different roles. It's like who right. did the best role. But they're all different roles. Like, you know, it doesn't like, really make yeah, sense. Yeah, there should be like one script that everybody does at the end of the year. And like they that would different be crazy. teams try to make the same movie and whoever makes it best. That would be kind of cool. That'd be though. fun. Yeah. Like that's what film contests should be. You know, like I mean, it, but then, you know, you don't but get then any you're the not, writing. Yeah, then you're not also getting like so much good shit. Mm. Like you that's might. The thing though. with art is it's not sports. And that's what sports are basically. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to make something into like, like imagine that back in the day, like paint, like fucking artist painting shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Van Gogh, you got to paint the exact same thing. Well, actually, Van Gogh did paint the exact same thing as another guy. Yeah. yeah, but he meant to do it. Like he just did it because he wanted to do it. It's the uh, the prisoners walking in a circle. Okay. Really good piece. Have you ever seen a Clockwork Orange? Uh yes. So like Kubrick did it too like there's a prison scene when alex goes to prison they're just walking in a circle okay it's from van gogh and it's from another artist but it's like art's always been copying stuff so why if you're gonna judge it i guess you gotta (laughs) judge it on who did it best right yeah i mean you know art art's just you actually shouldn't even do that let me take that back don't judge art don't judge it on who did it best let everybody do their own thing Judge it, judge it on how it made you feel and what made you feel the strongest. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's fine because somebody's going to like it. Like, right. if you're doing art that you don't always have to put out a message, but if you're putting out a message, hopefully more people see it. But right. if you're just creating something, create something. You know, it's like. Let it's, it consume you. It's like the TV show Lost to me. I know it's not the greatest show ever, but no show has affected me as much as that show has. And. It's a personal experience with me, and I can't explain it that much. I respect that. I bet I like. There was a time when I rewatched Lost, and I was just like, "Man, at yeah. this point in my life, it's like not the same." Me rewatching it, it's like the first, the first like half of the series, it still keeps up. The last half, though, it's a little, it's that's it, not as great as it yeah. was when it was coming out to me. But for sure, that's why art is subjective. Just like some people still like The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at my transitions. Um, so, I mean, but that's the thing. Transitions are just, they're seamless. We're always transitioning into something. That's right. <laughs> um, so this have, transition. Have, have, you, <laughs> have you kept up with The Walking Dead or have you stopped? When, no. when did you give up? Uh, after the mayor died. Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> Dude, I Much was... Much smarter than the rest of us. I was so done <laughs> with it. Like, the prison shit, I was like... By mayor, do you mean the governor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like I'm on Twitter a lot, so I know what happened. Like you can see moments yeah, like uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, Carl died. Carl just died. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean I thought like there's nothing going for this show at all. The only thing going for the show is the Negan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he's great at playing this guy and this guy's interesting. Everything else I'm done with. Yeah, I, I uh and I re- Rick doesn't seem to be able to, or the actor that plays Rick is not doing a good job at grieving over Carl. Andrew Lincoln is seems pretty. He's pretty good in that role, pretty perfect, but not at this point anymore. And then, oh gosh, this last episode, 
so in the show now there's these garbage people they uh, they live in a garbage pile and they talk like a broken yoda english how long has the zombie apocalypse been coming out like how long has he has been going on i mean i like in the show or how long has the walking dead been going on has yeah in the show like i don't know probably like three or four years Okay, so it's not really on par for how many years it's no, been. Okay. No, because these last few seasons have been over the course of like one year. Right, because they've been splitting seasons up and shit like that. Yeah, but it's just not good. It's not fun anymore. Gar- garbage people, though. What the fuck's that? <laughs> it's kind of, not to worry about it. They took kind of took care of in this last episode, but there's just no excuse for them to be talking the way they talk. Because they talk in like broken English, and it's been like you've been you've been secluded for yeah. so long, you forgot how to speak. You're so shell shocked from people turning into zombies, like, dude. When when this over, I lay with you or something like weird stuff. I don't. I can't. I can't even do it justice. Fuck? But it's so stupid, dude. I swear to God, it's after they fired the lead writer, who was mm-hmm. the writer of Shawshank, The Green Mile. Like he was, he wrote the first like three or four seasons, and then he had creative differences. He's like, "No, we should probably make the show go this way." They're yeah. Like, no. Ah, dude, I think the moment the show lost me was when Negan killed uh, Glenn with oh, the baseball bat. I actually I watched that because everybody was talking about it. I'm like, "No, dude, I haven't watched the show in like two, three years." Uh-huh. And I watched it. And I'm just like, "Well, that's pretty fucking." Gory, I didn't know they could get this. This is like HBO right. shit. But, but the, even, like, other than the fact that it, they went a little bit too far. Uh, that happened let, in the books, too. Right? I know, I know. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with them going that way. What I disagree with was the season finale, of, right before that happened, they ended it with Negan picking who he's going to choose, and they don't tell you who he picks. Like, it just ends like that. Oh, that's like, fucking trash. Why would, that, why would they? That's just like a big cliffhanger just to get people to keep watching when you're already the highest show, rated show on TV. Yeah. Like, you should have just ended it there and had people talking about that moment all It would summer. be a bigger cliffhanger to kill them off. Right. To kill at least one off. Right. And then be like, who's next? Right. Like, to kill nobody just, off. That, I don't know, man. Then they start the season like that and you don't have time to digest it because you yeah. need more than a week to digest losing one of the best characters on the TV show. Yeah. But that's a big mistake. Nonetheless, two of them, because that's how they did that. Yeah, they and killed the uh, the mustache dude. Red yeah, Abraham guy. and Glenn. And Glenn yeah. was everyone's like he was the he's a he Michigan was, guy. He, he he's was from the, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. And he was the source of uh, like the like really romantic moments of the show. Like yeah, they, they they gave him that necessary pause, and they haven't been able to replace that. So yeah, that's I remember like the early seasons with like Herschel and him trying to get with uh. Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was that, that was a it was good chemistry. That was good good shit. He's a necessary balance to the show that it doesn't have anymore and they don't I mean and Carl was one of the other highlights of the show and they kill him off because they had contract. But problems. that's another thing like Glenn does die in the books, yeah. right? Yeah, and so it's like Carl doesn't. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so the, this was they just, just this was just cuz the the actor got a new role on a different show. Chandler Riggs. Wow. Um, so I mean, that boy gave. What fucking show is he doing? He I better hope that works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who cares? This show is needs to give itself an end date. Yes, because I remember when back when we were both in it, you told me that. I think it was you that told me. You said 
They said they have enough material to go for 10 years. Yeah, they said 12. I've heard 12 seasons. They have it planned out to t- season 12. How? What season are they on? I think this is season 8. Let me do a quick search. Only a few more years. <laughs> but uh, while you're doing that, real quick, I just watched a really good movie last night that, for a moment, the dude who played Shane's in it from oh, yeah? Walking Dead. Oh, it's called For a Moment? No. Oh, you just watched it for a moment. No. What? I would say, why, why, why are you looking it up for the oh, moment? Oh, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> like, uh, season 8. They're on season 8? All right. I watched Wind River last night. You ever see that? Uh, No. Shane, Shane's in it. Oh, really? For like, for a moment. Oh, okay. that's what that came from. <laughs> I said I watched this movie with Shane in it. Shane was in it. It's called For, for a Moment. But... No, it's called Wind River. <laughs> Christina actually recommended it to me. Is it good? Dude. It's by the dude who wrote... Uh, Hell or High Water that was nominated okay. for Best Picture, Best Writing, uh, Best Actor. I think Jeff Bridges. Really good movie. So this is the first movie he directed. He's also writing a TV show starring Kevin Cosner coming out oh, called no. Yellowstone, which looks great. He also wrote... Uh, what is it? Sicarino? Sic- Sicario? Sicario. He wrote that. I watched like the opening to that the other day and the opening was pretty intense. Yeah. So like this movie is like... Jeremy Renner in Montana and a bunch of like Native Amer- it's like this Native American community. Jeremy Renner's like a fishing hunting uh-huh. like police officer. He has to hunt like animals to keep them off like properties. And then Elizabeth Olsen comes from Vegas because this young teenage girl was like raped then runs away and dies. Because she's running in twenty degree negative twenty degree weather and her lungs just explode from the coldness. Oh. And they're like, Well, we can't rule this a homicide and Elizabeth Olsen's like, Well, the only real way I can get more FBI agents out here, because she's an FBI agent, is like, if you rule the homicide, they're like, it's not a homicide. Uh-huh. Like she was raped, but and it's so fucked. And I was like pretty high while watching it and like I almost cried, <laughs> dude. Like Oh god. This rape scene is so fucked up. No, I don't know if I want to watch this. And then there's this standoff that's so intense, and I was just, like, freaking out. And then people get... There's a shooting scene, and I was just like, dude, guns are the scariest things in the world. Because this dude, like, is loading a gun up. He's like, fuck you, let's go. They're both loading their guns up at the same time. Dude just gets shot in the face. I'm like, he was just alive. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm obviously I'm high at the moment so I'm just like so scared I'm like I'm never walking outside again <laughs> but it's 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 a really good movie like the only it's it was kind of hard to understand like Jerry Jerry me uh yeah Jeremy Remmer Renner mumbles a lot in it but um oh, okay I don't like Jeremy Renner I just don't no like, like I was watching I was like I wish a guy like Joel Edgerton was in it I don't know who that is he uh, you'd know him if you seen him. He's in um, he was the orc in Bright. <laughs> oh, a movie but, I haven't seen and don't want to. But uh, no, like Jeremy Renner's accent, I feel like changes throughout the movie. Like he's like, uh-huh. or he might be like talking with something in his mouth. But it's a it's a pretty good movie. Just being really unprofessional and dipping the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're almost done with this segment, but I want to let you know that I just finished The Wire season two. Oh. Uh, I watched it a lot faster and a lot closer than season one. Season um, one is so good. 
Just got to say... Season uh, three is the best. This show is really well made, really well written. I mean, the only thing that I don't like about it is that I'm just not into this kind of this genre. Mm. But that's but a, it's that's, so real. It's right. like the realest show. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool because like, everybody's in these shows. Yeah, and the writer of it, the creator, is one of them's an ex-Baltimore homicide detective. The other one is a former mm. journalist. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So they know what they're talking about. This season was the one with the shipyard... Um, it's important. It comes back in like season it? four and five. Like interesting. It it all loops together. And I'm just obsessed with Idris Elba. Mm. Can't get over that guy. He's so sexy. He should be the next Bond. That would be great. After Daniel Craig, I Stringer I, I Bell, man. He's Stringer making Bell. all the right moves. Yeah, I don't know. This season didn't seem like he was. He might have been, been fucking some shit up. Season three, man. It gets it's. I just, I just started episode one of season three last night, so. It's just so seamless how they move in. Like everything just flows together. Like they tear down the towers, then they just move into to Marlowe's territory, and like, hey, that hey, beef starts. Don't spoil it. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's great. President grabbed me. Well, Brian, last time you were on for the political segment, we decided to skip it. That's true. Unfortunately, That's true. this week we cannot. I heard, uh... So, wait, before we start, I do have to go to Twitter because we have started to start off this segment by just reading Trump's the latest tweets because that usually provides some great comedy. So let me find him up, but go ahead. Shout out to a Crux Street tweet right there that uh, says, nothing but respect for my president, and it's John Goodman from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna finish my coffee. A movie I actually have still not seen. What the? F- That's low key. I think my dad's favorite movie ever is The Big Lebowski. Like he quotes that to me all the time. Uh, well, I still don't really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that won't convince you, nothing will. <laughs> Dude, it's great. The Coen Brothers are just great writers and directors. Okay. Right. Oh god. So let's read some t- Trump tweets from number forty-five. Here we go. Okay. Um. Let's start here. It's March 5th. This is from yesterday. It's March 5th. The Democrats are nowhere to be found on DACA. Gave them six months. They just don't care. Where are they? We are ready to make a deal. Uh, what does that even mean? You know what? You know where they are? They are uh, willing to make a deal, but you don't want a clean DACA bill. So stop misleading everybody. Like, I know you're not going to. Um, okay, next. The fake news narrative is that there is chaos in the White House. Wrong. <laughs> People will always come and go, and I and I want strong dialogue before making a final decision. I still have some people that I want to change. Always seeking perfection. There's no <laughs> chaos. Only up. great. You energy. gotta you gotta do it in the Trump voice. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to read these things. I can't do that. It's I'm very bad at impressions. They all sound way the too same. far away from me. Um, so that one basically, I think it's about uh, who's that chick? That Always left? seeking profession. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone close. To, uh, so Trump only has one person left after this chick left the White House. I don't remember her name. Oh, dude, it was some. It was a crazy name. Yeah, it was a some, maybe Hope. Yeah, it was Hope. Hope. Hope something. Hope Hicks. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good with <laughs> names. I'm not. Hope Hicks left the White House, and she was the last. She person left from his original. Yeah, from his or, campaign team. There's yeah. only one person left who. Looks really creepy. If you watch, go watch last week tonight by John Oliver. Uh, oh, God, I it's still, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn. But yeah, so everyone has left him. I'm not surprised because it's probably because he's seeking perfection, as he has said. Yeah, it's not because he's he might be uh, <laughs> doing some illegal <laughs> shit. It's because he's seeking perfection. 
They they just come to terms that they're not perfect for Ooh, the president. Th- this one ties into the uh, uh, entertainment theme. Oh, uh, lowest rated Oscars in history. Problem is, we don't have stars anymore except your president. Just kidding, of course. <laughs> There's no way he tweeted that. There's no. You're lying to me. It's right, right here. Literally right here. What is he doing? He is. I don't know. Bro, if Obama tweeted that. <laughs> if Obama tweeted that, everyone would assume he was stoned because Obama doesn't talk like this. But this is just normal for this idiot. <laughs> no, like, just imagine if. What a pretentious fucking. Is He's he just following, all about him. If he Is he following only 45 people? What a pretentious dick. <laughs> he only follows 45? I. I feel bad that I follow him, but I just have to keep up like with this like ima- like imagine if if Obama tweeted like him or so, <laughs> or like or like as aggressively or as, as much. Oh, you know, be no, fun even at- even as consistently as he tweets fucking nonstop every day. If Obama tweeted that much while he was president, mm-hmm. you know, it would be, be a funny or? like SNL skit is if they got Obama to read Trump's tweets, dude. <laughs> Like, even, like, the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweet segment. Yeah. But, like, SNL, though, too. Like, mm. he didn't he go out, he's like, what did he say about Alec Baldwin? He, like, calls him oh. Alex on purpose. He's like, let's see if I can find it's that unfunny. One. He's He doesn't, he does a terrible impression of me. Alex Baldwin. God, this guy Like, he knows, so he much. knows his name. <laughs> he's just trying to, he's trying to throw shade at Alec Baldwin for no reason. He's so salty. Just like some people don't know how how and when to make everything <laughs> all caps. So this is his Alec Baldwin tweet. Alec Baldwin, whose dying mediocre career was saved by his terrible impersonation of me on SNL, <laughs> <laughs> now says playing me was agony. Alec, it was agony for those who were forced to watch. Bring back Daryl Hammond, funnier and far greater talent. Who's Derek? Ha- oh, who? Daryl ha- Hammond? I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> he voted for me. Bring him back. <laughs> he used to work for Fox News. All right. So this next one is federal judge in Maryland has just ruled that President Trump has right to end DACA. President Obama had eight years to fix this problem and didn't. I am waiting for the Dems. They are running for the hills. I don't even know what that means. The bottom line is, <laughs> and I don't think anybody is fooled by this, Republicans are like, no one is opposed to a clean DACA bill. It is the fact that they are trying to attach all this other stuff, some of which the Democrats have let them, but they keep pushing for more. You know, they want border security in terms of a wall, which the Dems have said was okay, but, you know, that's when Trump did a shithole country thing. Um, okay, next one. Possible progress I, being made in talks with North Korea. For the first time in many years, a serious effort is being made by all parties concerned. The world is watching and waiting. Maybe false hope, but the U.S. <laughs> is ready to go hard in either direction. He literally just said, we're, we're trying to make talks with North Korea, but it might not be any... What? Hey, low-key, real quick, before we move... Before we d- look at this banner he has, and why is it so blurry? It looks like I uploaded it. <laughs> I don't know. That what bothers me. What a bum. What a bum. Okay, so those are the Trump tweets. Um, but that is true. This is from the New York Times uh, about North Korea because they North Korea has opened up talks with the U.S. Mm. for the first time in a long time, which is an actual good thing. 
Uh, Shout out to the Olympics. This is from, <laughs> might be a reason why. <laughs> yeah, this is from the South Korean president, uh, Moon Jae-in, uh, said, The North Korean side has clearly stated its willingness to denuclearize and would have no reason to keep nuclear weapons if the military threat to the North was eliminated and its security guaranteed. Oh, well, that's that's yeah. some great progress. Yeah, but definitely. I don't know. I mean, and, seeing Donald Trump going into these meetings is uh, terrifying. Yeah, and even if shit works out, they're just gonna give all the credit to him, and he didn't do shit except antagonize the boy the entire time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 hopeful. It's optimism. It's great that they be talking, but I just really hope that they, as in. Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump, neither of them actually speak to each other. And it's Fuck no, man. two different diplomats. They what? actually know what they're fucking doing because Donald Trump does not know what he's doing. No. And he keeps <laughs> he keeps praising how good it would be to be a dictator. So, Dude, yeah. What did he say about uh, China? He just says like... He oh, said, gosh. Uh, let me see if I can find that. He's like, yeah, they've been a... He's been president for, for a long time. Uh, you know... And he's going to be a president for much longer. Maybe we'll we'll look into that one day. And somebody tweeted out like, "Yeah, if he actually makes oh, it." He, Trump said, "Maybe we'll give that a try someday on uh, China's president consolidating power." No, but like that's kind of terrifying because somebody yeah. somebody was talking about like, "Yeah, if he makes it to 2020, and he oh, he'll make it to 2020." No, but like if he doesn't win. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've said that a, a bunch. Yeah, like imagine him trying to give up power. No, no, election this was is, rigged. Is, election was rigged. It was, I can't, no. Right. <laughs> this is the full quote. He's now president for life. President for life. No, he's great. And look, he was able to do that. I think it's great. Maybe we have to give that a shot someday. What? <laughs> that's, that's, that is probably one of the most scary things you've ever said, sir. That's fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> yeah. And like who wants to be president for life? Who Who's has insane the, enough to do that? Who has the balls big enough to just say that? Donald Trump does, and that's why we're voting I for him. I don't know. Do is he is he fucked in the head like Yes. Like that's the thing. Like how how insane do you have to be? Like how? What's the what's the he's, limit to where it's like, oh shit! Like he's actually crazy. We have to get him out. Like why aren't people like actually looking at his psych, like actually looking at? Well, his here's the thing. Capacity. Like he wields in almost unlimited amount of power. Like uh, the Congress overwhelmingly, like only five people abstained. I think to voting for sanctions against Russia. And Donald Trump didn't even veto it. He just didn't do it. Because if he vetoed it, it can go back into Congress and they could overrule it. But he just didn't do it. So it's just, you know, there's ways to work around all these rules we have. And he's been, he's notorious for liking the actions of dictators. Like when Putin came to power and the press was against him, he like had a bunch of false flags attacks against his own country to... They consolidate power in, in different ways and whatnot. And Trump has been on record saying things like, oh, oh, I don't care if the uh, 2018 midterms look uh, bleak for Republicans. They did. They were like that before 9-11 happened, too, for George Bush back in 2001 or whatever. And which is weird. It's insinuating that there's going to be some kind of catastrophic event that's going to happen and that republic he did say republicans tend to do better after a big catastrophic event 
which what the fuck is he talking about? I literally don't understand how anybody can defend anything this guy says in 2018. In March the important- 6th of 2018, it makes no sense to defend him. Right. I have a cousin who we're fucking past, is... We're past the point of like voting for him over Hillary Clinton because you're secretly sexist and you were manipulated by the Russians. Oh, the emails. Oh, you read all those emails? What did they say, bruh? Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell me that. Oh, she deleted them. And I delete emails all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she might have had some government secrets. Who who doesn't? Right. This dude raped women. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck. All right. He's a good guy. Yeah. What about Trump's tax returns or pro- any of have you seen any of his emails dude like he's like still making money <laughs> like <laughs> on the side oh no he, he's donating his entire presidential salary to charity that's I, two thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars i'm not exactly sure which state i think it's either maryland or massachusetts but one of them is close or i think this november going to put up a preposition that if you're going to put your name on the ballot for a presidential election you're going to have to have your tax returns released. So if Trump wants to win those votes for whatever that is, or even try, which he probably won't, because I think it probably swung left, he's going to have to release his tax returns. Shout out East Coast. Yeah, let's see those tax returns because I don't know. It's pretty. It seems pretty clear that something is going on with. Yeah, Russia. he went bankrupt a couple times, didn't he? Or declare for it? Yeah, or, yeah. That, that's the thing. This is. This he's a businessman. Because no one would give him a loan. He probably most My likely gave me a small loan of a million dollars <laughs> growing up. After he went bankrupt so many times, no banks would give him a loan. So most likely he had to go to a foreign country to get a loan from them and have different agreements, like perhaps with Russia. Perhaps Russia give him money. <laughs> it's just fucked up. Like, wasn't there just an interview by some guy on the Trump administration the other day? Um, there was something that that happened yeah it was like some crazy interview like i think last the night guy the sounded night like he was drunk but i i didn't watch it i just saw it on twitter i'm like what the fuck and it's like i'm not sure it hasn't gotten that much of a backing yet because okay yeah i didn't know if like you saw it or something or but i heard a little bit about it on npr but they also said that they couldn't verify anything okay um but what Trump did say... We're not going to spread any fake news. Right. <laughs> we'll try not to. I mean, a lot of it is just regurgitated bullshit, but... <laughs> um, Very true. <laughs> Trump did... Started a trade war over Twitter, I guess. Oh, what did he... Uh, real quick, I hear the price of beer might go up because he's raising the price of aluminum for no reason <laughs> well, so, well, so Trump, Trump is not raising the price of aluminum or like no he's like uh, he is setting tariffs on other countries which are taxes against their imported goods and then, like on steel and the steel industry yeah and it is in response to China China is doing something uh, with steel like inf- it, uh, putting too much into the market and whatnot. and but he did say trade going, wars are good he said trade wars are good and easy to win which is not true because if they were good and easy to win, everyone would be doing trade wars all the time. Yeah. That's that's just a, a dumb thing to say. <laughs> um, uh, but what it's going to do is it's going to hit American consumers first because, I mean, it's not going to be a huge impact on us for terms of cans of beer, but it's going to be an impact on us. And other countries are going to retaliate with different tariffs like 
uh, the, the EU has said that they're going to tax things like Harley Davidson's and um, different kinds of whiskey, which correlate exactly to where Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan's constituents are from. Or I'm probably saying that wrong, but wherever they're from, like those are big businesses in them, which is awesome by the EU that that's how they decide because we need to get those guys out because Paul Ryan's just letting Trump, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell just letting Trump do whatever he wants. And someone's got to step up to this guy. Yeah. Shout out to the EU because, you know, they're doing it right. Trade England, war, England should go back. Trade war is super necessary, or not, not necessary, but tr- global trade is like a big thing. And it's probably the reason there hasn't been a major world war between two national powers in the last uh, hundred years. Yeah, I don't Or I since don't, World I War II. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's scary times we live in. I'm really. You know. Uh, oh, dude. Real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. Just talk about like guns real quick. You know that uh, dating app Bumble? Uh, yes, I've heard of it. Y- did you hear how they're like getting rid of every person who's got a gun in their picture? Oh, really? Like if you have a gun in your picture, that then you don't get to post that picture. And also at the same time. They're going to be the patch, the sponsor patch on the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> what? So look out, ladies. I'm downloading Bumble. So <laughs> <laughs> This was literally up on my phone before we started recording because I was looking at some saved links I had. Dude, so I saw, yeah, it's a dating, it's a Trump dating app or dating website. And it has they two They probably white... encourage gun use. And I hear the guy who is the male model on here. Uh-huh. Oh, so you've heard about this? Yeah, like he's, like he's been arrested for having sex with like a fifteen-year-old. Oh my god! Yeah, just like the president. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucking weird, man. Like this is a weird country we live in. I know. Where it's like we're the most powerful we, country in the world. <laughs> we have to. We're just so. Dude, I don't think we are. We just keep telling we are. ourselves. No, we're a hundred percent are. Dude, in terms of our military and our oh. nuclear. We are, it is undeniable how powerful we are. I don't know, man. Like, China is so powerful. I just feel like China just doesn't say anything. No. I or mean, Russia. I mean, even still, no one can match our nuclear arsenal, and that's pr- truly a measure of power. In but my what opinion. if they're just not telling us about it? Like, what if they just have more and they're just, not, they're just saying how much they have? Why wouldn't they say how Why would they say they have less than us? To the make only, it the look only, like to make to give us power to to give us you know more incentive to attack them. I'm just saying like no, I you're just, gonna say you have the most because you don't want to be attacked, and that's the point of a nuclear weapon. It's to not be attacked. I don't know, dude. I just don't, or if you're we're not a if, great if, country, you've never been a great country. If you're just, Tom DeLong, dude, we're a great guy. We're, we are stockpiling them all to fight the aliens. You never know. Tom DeLong actually. Has said some true shit. Like he he went on Rogan's podcast. He's like, I got people with the peg, uh, Pentagon working for me. And yeah. He's just like, No, you don't. And then the Nothing. Pentagon comes out. And he's like, Yeah, we had this twenty two million dollar alien thing set up. And then the guy left and went to work for Tom DeLonge. And nothing nothing he said has been disproven yet. Which yeah, is weird. <laughs> it's fucked up. And like, there's all the, that video was released from like the air Air Force pilots like chasing that UFO. Yeah, like. And it was moving in ways that were similar to how Tom DeLonge described like how they, technology they moves. Like how they fold space and time, like, mm-hmm. and they just bounce around, like, this and that. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, like, 
I think like, oh, maybe this shit's true. Dude, like I remember when it does was, seem like the world's like I keep seeing new articles about how we're gonna find life soon, and it seems like it's all being prepped, yeah, very specifically for us to get ready to for the admittance that there is alien life. Because you used, I mean, you might still be you like oh. we're, we're we're alone. Like I did, yeah, no, I always I I never I never said I thought we were alone. I said we're either alone or it's massively filled with with things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also possible because I just read it's like if if a species is 64 million light years away from us mm-hmm. and somehow they can see us they're just seeing dinosaurs right now right which Unless is they're weird. already here and the only way that's another only- thing dude like tom DeLong was talking about that guy from area 51 who found out drove cross countries like i'm called in a random radio station in north carolina he's just like they, they they're here the government oh, knows, that one? And cut out immediately like halfway through the interview yeah it's weird. I and mean, Tom DeLonge has not been proven wrong. I was telling Jake McAtee that. I was like, bro, look at that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, mean, I think I told him to watch or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. And he's just like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a stretch. It's definitely, I mean, Joe Rogan says it himself. This is a lot of bullshit. Yeah, because he he's like, I want to believe, but he's he joe rogan's that guy where he's like i need to see it to believe it right and you know which why, is understandable. why can't why can't because the whole time up during that which listeners you should go out there and listen to that podcast tom DeLong's inter- interview by jeff rogan um, joe rogan joe rogan <laughs> jeff is his low-key worst brother <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that's into boxing not mma yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, I, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But I don't know. Like, why can't he? Because the whole time during the podcast, he says, "Like, I can't say that. I can't tell you that. Like, that—that's the only part that discredits that, it." That is, but like, why after can't? after that podcast, like two months after, like that Pentagon article came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's. It's like if you, dude, it's weird, man. Because it's like, yeah couple guys from the pentagon are going to the stars academy which is tom DeLong shit where they're trying to like is he like trying to go to the moon or something or um i think what tom DeLong is trying to do is i think from the podcast he's trying to make art and movies yeah to slowly integrate people into what aliens are which that's another aspect of it that makes me like a little bit like okay maybe this is bullshit because that sounds like you're just trying to make money but he's like, he's always been super passionate about it. It's weird. Like, you ever hear the shit where he was at Area 51, like camping out there, like outside, like the fence? And they said he, like, had this experience where, like, everything froze in time. Like, nobody could move mm. and, like, the aliens came in or something. Ooh, I don't know about That's weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like these aliens, they just sound like wizards. I'm just really <laughs> see you at Benny's tonight for Harry Potter trivia. <laughs> shout out! This shout podcast out. is sponsored by Benny's Pizza Pub, home shout of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. That's that's what we always say, right? Thanks for <laughs> thanks thanks for coming to Benny's. It's the best. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm biased to Blink One Eighty Two, and I just, I want to believe in aliens, and I want to believe in Tom DeLonge, like. I don't know if I want to believe in those aliens this, that are fighting a proxy war. That's what's crazy. Like, so it's like he knows about them. So why hasn't the shit already popped off? It's kind of the thing, right? That's like if the only. But like you were saying, like everything's being prepped to go like that, which is like 
Okay. So the thing would be then is like, okay, so if the aliens are intent on destroying us and just gaining our resource, then the only reason they haven't is either because they have uh, feelings similar to humans where compassion and whatnot, or we have weapons capable of destroying them or at least mutually assured destruction against we might, our yeah. planet, like nuclear bombs. But, but maybe, hold on. Maybe that's why there is nuclear, so many nuclear bombs. But maybe we don't, maybe we're just still trying to figure out how to communicate with them. I doubt that. If an alien can get here, I mean, like, and what, what Tom said in the podcast is that, like, they're not their physical bodies are here. Like, there's a sensor on, like, a robot, like yeah. an animatronic human being, like something we could... Like, like, a, they like a black per- mirror type shit. They perceive dimensions differently than us. Like time mm. is not linear to them. Basically, is like, what is what Tom DeLong was saying. Like he, they can fold time, so it, like they can just bounce around. Like time exists all the time, like in a circle. Uh, is it time or oh, I, I, I don't, I don't. I it's don't know. time was, and space. Like, it was time, a long podcast. Yeah, like time and space is like a circle. So it's like a good book to read is like Slaughterhouse Five because. It really describes, it's an anti-war book too, but like it just describes like this guy going crazy from the war because he believes that he was abducted by aliens and like, but the way that he describes like time in it, it was like, yeah, they already died. Uh Like they were born and died, but every moment exists at the same time. So they can just bounce around to every moment that they ever lived. So it's like, they're already here, but they're already gone. It's, it's just... Once you once you get into that, it's crazy. And it's like, do do you think Donald Trump knows? Like, could, no. Do you think we could just talk to Donald Trump about this and be like, yeah, dude. Like, so like, once you think about dimensions, like time is not straight. Like, you're already dead, bro. Like, you're Donald. You're already dead. We're already dead. No, and we're I don't just, think that at all. <laughs> I don't think I. Could Donald talk Trump's about. like. Right, right. <laughs> yes, no. Donald I, Trump's in his own I, world, doing his own thing. Dude, he's he's. He's already he's literally already dead because he's he's an old man and he's gonna die soon and he's gonna live the leave the world to shit because global warming is real and he still doesn't think that that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Donald Trump is fine. You know, you know, Donald Trump is technically older than Jeff Sessions, dude. <laughs> whom Donald Trump called Mister Magoo over the last couple of weeks. That's weird. <laughs> why does Jeff Sessions thinks wheat? Why does he think wheat is bad? Uh, because he's probably in bed, I would bet, with uh, for-profit prisons. Yeah. That's 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 the main reason that's, why. That's on the ballot. Think uh, weed is bad. That's on the ballot for... Uh, for Michigan. This year, right? Yeah. When is that coming up? So people can... Uh, 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 November. Whatever voting day is in November. First first Tuesday of November. First or second, I forget. Okay. First first or second Tuesday in November... Weed. Well, definitely... There's there's a few important things. Uh, weed gerrymandering, like that's another big one. What's that? Like gerrymandering is when like people draw up districts to benefit like either Republicans or Democrats. Okay. Like you know my district here, like where I live, I'm in the district with parts of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Rather than where Livonia, where you live, you're with a bunch of white people. Yeah. Like so, you're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna go. Uh, it's important for people in Livonia. Yeah, that's that's let's flip that district for sure. <laughs> Mine's it's I feel uh, I feel like so annoyed because everything I vote for, it's already going to be voted uh, left. You know, um, I'm still going to vote, of course, and everyone should vote. If you're if you're I registered, wish I, I wish you I, I wish I was in more of a blue district so I could try to change it. If you if you're registered, you should vote. And like if, if you're re- <laughs> if you're registered, like 
If you're my not mom, registered, get registered and vote. Like, like, I'm pretty sure I don't want to throw this guy on the bus, but there's somebody that told me that they were registered to vote and they just didn't vote because, like, my vote doesn't matter. I'm like, then don't ever complain about politics. Vote, if no, you register vote, don't complain. Your vote does matter because... Um, just go it, and vote, dude. It's not going to take I, I, you that long. <laughs> like your your voice matters, and your your influence to your peers matters. Your dude, will... I'm getting a phone call, and it's just from these people trying to tell me my car warranty is expired. And I don't fucking have a car right That's now. A bit weird that I own. Oh, I do, but like I don't drive it, it's and I never have had it, ever ever but I had a warranty. It's a so bit annoying. weird. Sorry, different tangent. Um, but if if you're registered, go vote because yeah. it will take you fucking... If you're not registered... Five minutes and you get a cool little sticker. If you're not registered, go get registered because it's important. And while you're there, you can become an organ donor. You know, double, double, double benefits. I'm, I'm a, I was thinking about doing that, but... Do it. I'm a bit nervous. Like I, I they, don't, saw, they don't like, take any of them on the spot. <laughs> I know. I No, I saw one episode of some crazy like TV show that's like... Fuck, bro, you're in a hospital. If you get in a bad wreck, they'll fucking kill you there and steal your organs. I'm like, oh. I don't think so. But I don't know, man. I was thinking about doing that, but no, I don't know. do that. Come on, it's obvious. If I like just die, then it's like, yeah, get my organs away. I don't need them. Well, no one is. They legally cannot just kill you to take your organs, and that is. Con- what if I'm just holding on for dear life, and they're just like, well, do you have? Do you have opinions? Like, what do you? That's the thing. You gotta. Fill, I feel like I would have to. Are you talking out about holding on for dear, dear life, like, or yes. just in a coma? Both. Okay, in a coma. I would have to really. I would. I. They think, still can't do anything unless they. That's you, the thing. I feel like I would have. It's like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer wants to like fill. I don't out watch his will. Seinfeld. It's oh, racist. you son of a! I'm just kidding. <laughs> to Kruk. Seinfeld is a really good show. He tweeted out that it sucks and it doesn't suck. But like, I feel like if I was wanting to be an organ donor, I would have to be like, "All right, I'm an organ donor. Here's my will." I would have to go through that entire thing like with a lawyer. Like, if I'm in a coma, (laughs) no, no joke, man. Like, I think about that stuff sometimes. It's like, huh? Like, what would happen? Just donate your organs. Yeah, but you don't need them. Even, even, even when you die too, like. Hey, well, time is a flat circle. Exactly. Like I would, I would want to be cremated. You know, I want to be buried under a tree. Donate my organs Which, to them. What? What? Donate the organs to the tree? Yeah. Whoa. They make coffins that you can be put in. <laughs> what are the organs gonna do? What are the trees gonna do with? They're the gonna organs? feed the tree. You could give those organs to somebody who oh, needs yeah. them. I mean, <laughs> I meant my useless organs, like my like my unused. Oh, skin. dude, I was thinking about your like your liver and your spleen. Yeah, I was like, harvest all those, harvest them all, like like ground them up and yeah. harvest them. Plant a little seed. Plant, plant grow, a little seed. Grow human out of the ground. Grow a <laughs> grow a testicle tree. Grow, like grow a t- plant. Literally plant my seed into the ground and see if a <laughs> testicle tree grows. <laughs> this is a great way to end it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you everybody for listening to the Split yes. Six podcast. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Uh, but I might be in Phoenix, so I don't know. This might be the worst week of this podcast because we missed last week too. Worst month of this podcast. But Brian, thank you for joining us tonight. Let's go uh, learn about Harry Potter. Yeah, we're gonna go to Harry Potter trivia. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh. 
BM Nison on Instagram and uh, Twitter, uh, BrianNison.com. I got a, hopefully, I'm writing a book right now. Hopefully that comes out later this year. We will plug the show that. Maybe we'll do a live reading of a chapter. Love, love being here. Thank you for having me. Brian, we'll be back the first week of, what the fuck, month? April. Woo! Spring's uh, coming. <laughs> Follow me at nwagella on twitter.com, at nwagella on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're still going to sort that out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, as always, thank you for splitting six with us. Remember that it is more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for somebody else to hear what you are saying. See you guys next week.